You're with Jeff Ebbs on Echo Radio on 4ZZFM and we are talking to Maya Krieger about MYK FFF Kefir. What are all those initials stand for, Maya? So MYK is actually my initials. So my name is Maya Yingying Krieger and the FFF stands for Finely Fermented Fruit. And I guess I put that there because I wanted to differentiate from people who just used a juice or a solution to make their probiotic drink. I used whole fruit, and it was finely fermented and then fizzed out. So that's technically what the FFF stands for. Great. I notice in your branding you say, um, we love your guts. So obviously it's the nutritional element that is part of its appeal. Exactly. So I guess love your guts I find is a really Australian saying and literally it's the best way for you to love your gut if you you will actually get a buzz if you drink the kefir before you eat a high fiber meal because the lactobacillus bacteria in the drink will break down the fiber from the food that you eat in your gut and the byproduct of that will be short chain fatty acids which will thicken your gut lining and help the body produce things like serotonin and dopamine which then gives you a buzz so that's why, I like, like, you actually love your guts and you'll actually get a buzz if you eat fiber after drinking the kefir. So there's a lot of science that goes into it, but it's nice to have a product where you actually, people will feel the effect. Now, um, just before we went to a break there, we were talking about some of the challenges of recycling. And, I mean, I'm old enough to remember getting... Um, milk in glass bottles. We used to have milk delivered to the door every morning by a milkman and we also used to get milk at school as part of a government program and then Dick Pratt, the cardboard king, did a deal with Henry Bolte, the then Premier of Victoria and had glass bottles banned and everything was in his new um, super duper plastic packaging. Um, I think that's the same here in Queensland. It would have been the soft drink companies that would have lobbied against glass yeah. because most Coca-Cola, I'm pretty sure, were the main bottlers for PET plastic bottles here, yeah, and they're yeah. the ones who have been lobbying against the container deposit scheme for the last decade. So. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Two decades. Um, now, you've started to face some of the challenges of uh, recycling glass. You mentioned that the process of ensuring that they are not carrying any toxins from a previous use and so on is extraordinarily uh, rigorous and is a requirement of the council before you can use the bottles. Have I got that right? Yes, the council were quite stringent. They were not happy for us to reuse the glass bottles. And I guess I guess it was just probably too much for them to police so it would just be easier if we use single-use packaging like most people because it's just one less headache but the thing that just bugged me was I may be a small business but if I ended up becoming a big business and I was producing a million bottles a week and it was a single use million bottles like there would just be no point for me so I thought I'd persevere to change their mind and after actually taking them through that process and showing them they were happy. And you said that the um, amount of resources required in terms of your time and energy as well as I guess you know the hot water and um, whatever else you have to use to go through those processes um, 
means that you can't afford to offer the 50 cent refund on the bottle. Have I got that right? That's right. I pay my staff about, the, the award wage I think is 22.85 and we pay them around 25 bucks. So that, you know, because it's, it's not a fun job and when we, we do it some weeks we get back 200 bottles, which doesn't take long, but we normally have to completely scrub down the sanitizer as well, uh, in case there's any residue. And then we put everything through. And sometimes we, you know, like if we don't bottle straight away, so sometimes we clean them down and sanitize them and then we pack them in boxes and we don't bottle that week, which means we end up bottling the following week, which means we then put them through the sanitizer again before we bottle. So it does it does use a certain amount of resources. Um, but so have you estimated process. the cost? Do you know how much it costs you to sanitize a bottle? Well, I guess I haven't, but the water usage isn't that high. And we probably use, I don't know if we would use the sanitizer any more than a normal commercial kitchen. Okay. Because one of the challenges with most, um, you know, overcoming most of the sort of problems about our consumer society is that the... Uh, convenience and low cost of the food and things that we buy in the supermarket is usually obtained by taking these kind of shortcuts. And when you try to avoid the shortcuts, then you in, get involved in all of these, um, you know, expensive exercises. Is that is that true, or am I overstating that? Well, I don't know. In the case of with, with the glass bottles, what we do. We, we literally, it goes through, it may go through the sanitizer once or twice, but you would need to put it through the sanitizer anyway if you get the glass bottles from your supplier to start with. So it would be double the sanitizer wash. We're not using chemicals though when we, when it does go through the sanitizer except for a no rinse sanitizer and a small, small amount of detergent. Okay. I guess. So are you, you using know, heat and ultraviolet light? How are you um, sanitizing them without chemicals? So we use a, a food-grade no-rinse sanitizer because if we use anything else, it will kill the bacteria when we bottle. And the the other thing we do sometimes as well is we bake it in the oven. Okay. So we bake the glass bottles because I think to to recycle glass, being 100% recyclable, it has a really, really high carbon footprint because we need to smelt it down at high temperatures. So it doesn't make sense so much to recycle glass. Like reusing glass is so much better and luckily the bottles that I have which is a 200 ml bottle is quite sturdy and it doesn't break as easily because I use bottles that actually come from Spain so they're much more durable perhaps than the Chinese counterparts um, and I think that's also one of the reasons when I first started when I found that bottles had come from Spain I didn't really want them to be recycled or I really wanted them to be reused because it didn't make sense for them to travel so far. Yeah. And it's quite interesting now because I would say I probably get back about 60 to 70% of the glass bottles that go out. So we get back anywhere from 200 to 1,000 bottles in a week. And okay. we have most of our retailers that do stock up products do collect back the bottles from their customers. So it's not just personal uh, people at the markets return their glass bottles, 
but the customers who are buying it from shops are also bringing their bottles back and when they get it. So there's there's quite a high rate of return now compared to what it was when I started. And so how did you work with retailers to overcome their initial resistance to handling that recycling? Oh, I had to do a really, really hard sales job. Um, it was really hard on the start. So I, I was very fortunate to have Michael and John from the Charlie's group because they were super supportive and they're obviously they were they're a vegan outlet and it was quite hard educating people about vegan products as well. So they were they welcomed me with open arms, which was amazing. And I had some really, really lovely customers that helped support me. And then it kind of grew from there. I would say out of all the new customers that I have now, maybe one in five will endorse the um, the bottle return scheme, whereas when I first started, one in ten would endorse it. So for every ten people that I go and try to sell my product to in the shop, only one of them would endorse the bottle return scheme, and the other nine would just look at me like I was crazy. <laughs> okay, so I guess that's the sort of thing where as you, you know, engage in those education programs and it becomes a bit more normal, then people are less resistant to it. Yeah, I think now in 2020, a lot more people are more open to that than they were six years ago when I started. Six years ago, I remember going out the first time, taking my product to shops. The the retail owners would just look at me like it was mad. They were just like, you want me to keep bottles for you here? You know? <laughs> um, and I was trying to explain to them about the impact that it made and how much difference it was going to do and... You know, they, they just look at me like I was crazy, whereas now a lot of people, when I, when I say to them, hey, we've reused 48,000 bottles already, so we're going to do this with or without your help, but it would be wonderful if we could have your help and your support. And I guess that the most important thing is if they're letting people return their bottles, they're going to have repeat business. And a lot of my customers that bring their bottles back are going to come back and buy more stuff from them, which is more than most products that they have. So it's finding the the sales points and actually driving them home and maybe guilt-tripping them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is one of the challenges in trying to build business that, um, you know, delivers sustainable outcomes. In that sort of, you know, battle between making a profit and having a positive impact, what sort of compromises have you had to make in your business? definitely take home a lot less profit margin for me to put um for me to put my kefir in a glass bottle it costs me about 52 cents per bottle uh whether i'm buying it from the bottle manufacturer or whether i'm getting it back from customers and washing it through whereas if i were to bottle it in plastic i'd be looking at anywhere from 7 to 15 cents okay so you know it's um it's 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 not it's only 50 cents here and there, but even 50 cents a product makes a huge amount when you start turning over larger volumes. Now, other than the positive impact and the feel-good values that that can give a retailer, are there other benefits that you've found uh, from recycling and using glass? Um, I find that because the product needs to be refrigerated because it is alive, um, having it in glass means it keeps it cool, longer when people take it out of the fridge. Plus, I do think it's definitely much more enjoyable drinking a bottle out of 
drinking drinking out of a glass bottle rather than opening a plastic bottle. The bottles that I use have a have a metal closure which does allow CO2 to escape from the lid. So the packaging does say, please keep this bottle upright and refrigerated at all times because the product is alive and while it's sitting in the fridge for the 10 weeks that it's on the shelf in the cold room, it will keep fermenting and CO2 will build up. Now, if it was in a plastic bottle that was 100% sealed, that would build up and the bottle would almost explode like a ginger beer bottle would have yes. back in the old days, whereas the, the way that mine does, I teach people how to burp it, so a small amount of CO2 is allowed to escape, but it won't, like air won't be able to come back into it, and the pH is what protects it from sort of spoiling, I guess. The bacteria keeps it from going bad, and when people learn how to burp it, it also prevents about any messy accidents. <laughs> you got to burp the bottle before you open it just in case. Just like a little baby. So, Maya, yes. what's the uh, best way for people to find out more about MYKFF? They can, just, they can We have got an online store which we opened once COVID hit. It's um, www.mykfkefir.com. And you can always find us at Food Connect because that's where we bottle and produce the product. But we also do the Brookfield Market, and we're in about 35 outlets across Brisbane as well. Marvellous. Well, uh, good on you for persevering through these tough times and all of those challenges working out the recycling. And thanks very much for uh, taking the time to talk to Eco Radio today. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's been my pleasure.